What up, Doe? Um, we are back. Episode four? Four. Yeah, churning through these. I'm telling you. What up, though? It is Sean Crow, part of MSN Productions. Who else we got in the room? We got uh, Matt Benavides here. Matthew Thomas, Michael Gregory. What up, Council? We are back. Good to see everybody. Good to see y'all again. You guys are looking great. Lovely guys- looking audience. <laughs> everybody is beautiful. Fantastic. All right. So as you guys have been know, if you've been listening to the show, uh, we're moving through these draft grades. All right. So right now... Uh, we are in the AFC North. Yes. Home of Matthew Benavidez's own Cleveland Browns. Yes, and Man. I cannot tell you how excited I am to talk about this. Baker Mayfield. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Anyone but Baker Mayfield. We, we can move past that real quick. This is going to be a fun division. Yes, this, this is a very interesting division. A lot of top picks were made out of this division. A lot of very good picks were made in this division, and, and I will cover a lot of those uh, here shortly. Well, let's jump right into it. Let's, waste not, let's not waste any more time. We'll lead off with um, the team of the reigning MVP, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so first pick, they went Patrick Queen out of LSU. And I think this is one of those teams we looked at. There wasn't a lot of holes. Um, to get Patrick Queen, who was probably the second best uh, linebacker in the draft, some argued was the first best. Yeah. Or just the best. <laughs> the first best doesn't make sense. But um, – I think that's probably the – but I, it's a great pick. I don't think it's their best pick. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, Benavides, why don't you let us know what's, what stood out to you? What pick made you go, ooh, that's a good one? I think I know where you're going to go with this. Well – If I had to guess. Uh, there, there were quite a few, if we're being honest. Um, Patrick Queen, I think, was a great value pick. He was the position that they needed the most. But I was kind of shocked to see him make it all the way to 28 and drop to them without them having to trade up. Because I thought if they got him, they were going to have to push into the high 20s at least. Absolutely. Uh, But the way it fell, um, they actually managed to scoop up not one, but two linebackers in their first three picks. And, um, you know, I I think they needed him, but I feel like Patrick Queen was – he's going to fill a glaring hole in the middle – and, and that's going to be tough to compete against moving forward, if we're being honest. Uh, but as far as the team goes, my favorite pick would be Devin Duvernay. I, I, I definitely <laughs> not We yeah. all knew. 100% yes. we all knew. But the, our, res- our resident UT fan, Matt, uh, Matt Benavides. Yeah, but this is kind of a, a double-edged sword, I feel like, for the Ravens, because they've got so much speed. The problem is Lamar isn't known for a strong arm. Yeah. So if these guys are running fly routes or, you know, post corners or something where he really needs that arm strength to the sideline, I feel like his wide receivers between, you know, Hollywood Brown and Devin Duvernay are going to end up outrunning a lot of his deep passes. And that's going to be true. So, so speaking of, of fast, uh, we're looking up here. Um, Devin Duvernay ran four three nine. Um Hollywood Brown. I don't see his 40 on here, but I mean, we're not going to pretend like he's slow by any means. No, not at all. So I definitely get what you're saying, but then doesn't that also mean like you can't overthrow him? Did Hollywood... Like throw it as far as you can. Did Mr. Brown light up in the slot? 
Uh, last year he did, but last year they had a few different pieces, I believe, than, I than like what this, they're going to end up going with this year. Devin Dunaray, I feel like he's going to be in slot. I feel like that, that'd be a great place for him. Now, yeah. what is underrated about this guy is he arguably had the best hands in the draft. He had one drop pass. Yeah. He was one of the top five recruits um, in the nation in 2016, and he had signed with Baylor, right? Ooh. Or I'm sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, he signed with Baylor, right? Mm-hmm. Our Browse gets let go because you know why. Yeah. Um, but before he arrived, um, Baylor never submitted the letter of intent to the NCAA. Oh! So he turns around <laughs> and, goes to Texas. and signs with Texas. Oh, and, man. And bro, first team All-State in, uh, in football. Um, in 2015, 100-meter state champion. Jeez. To be the fastest man in Texas is saying something. Like everybody knows we got athletes down here. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So to be the fastest man in high school in Texas, like this dude's got speed for days. You line him up on the opposite side of Hollywood Brown. You still have what was it? Uh, Garnet Thor what was his name? Uh, the tight end Hurst. Oh, Hayden Hurst. Hurst. <laughs> you got Mark Andrews out of Oklahoma. Your other tight end. Yeah, like, you got Mark Ingram, and now you got J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, yeah I didn't even get into J.K. Dobbins. Who people some think that was the best running back. Like there was yeah, three yeah. top running backs you could choose, or who you thought you was the best running back in the draft. Yeah, and, and you got that guy in the second round, bro. To look at the Ravens and think like, how could their offense get better? How can you guard? I mean, it's going to be tough to guard. This. You, you're going to have to have a very man heavy defensive scheme, and then you got to you got to remember the. Reigning MVP Lamar Jackson, who yeah. can just break off gainers. Oh, he's snatching ankles left and right. So I think that's a good thing that while they they helped on offense, but they didn't reach. Like you said, they got Dobbins in the second. They got Duvernay in the third, late in the third. I like Harrison, Malik Harrison, the linebacker from Ohio. That's what I'm saying. But, but they still addressed, I think, first and foremost was yeah. defense. Yeah. Because let's be real. If, if, if you're asking me, it's, it's Ravens. And in Chiefs in the AFC Championship, prop like yeah, quite next for quite a bit. I mean, the top two that people yeah. put the, up there every year for the next few years. And I think if Deshaun gets more help, then you put the Texans in that in that you know realm. Yeah. But like right now, holding the throne is Kansas City. I, I'm telling you, they're going to walk back to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Okay, but um, if, if if I'm if I'm Lamar, I'm like okay, well they're helping me out. They got help on both sides of the ball, and they didn't have to reach for any of them. In my opinion, no, no, they definitely didn't. Duvernay falls to you in the th- in the third round. They almost just took the best available. And yeah, that's what you and that's what makes a good draft is like you're not they're, reaching. They're already a good team. Just and take they, what comes to you. you know? Like Malik Harrison, I liked from Ohio State. Yeah, he's limited in coverage, but the guy can blitz, especially in this Ravens defense. What are they good at? Blitzing. Yeah, they yeah. go back to back guards, third and fourth round. I mean, there's you can build that line. Definitely, and I think adding J.K. Dobbins. Uh, as much as it gives you another element to run the ball, it also takes a couple miles off of Lamar and and, and that, Mark Ingram oh, and Mark Ingram, and, and that will help in Lamar's longevity, I think, and his progression as a quarterback. As much as I do not want to see that, I think it'll help. <laughs> I want to say didn't they, they have Gus Edwards? I think he averaged like five yards a carry or something. Yeah, I don't think he'll keep that up. No, but, but I mean, like, he'll still tote the ball for now. He's a running back three. Man, they got. They're deep at running back. You got Lamar. You got two burners now on the side. Going back to Duvernay, like I said, he was 100 meters a champ, 10.27, right? 
And and the, the best thing about him that I think you can probably vouch me on this is what he does after the catch. Oh, absolutely. So to to kind of go to your point, if, if he's not bombing it, just do like they did with Hollywood, throw those little underneath routes and just bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miss if you miss one tackle against Hollywood Brown or Devin Duvernay, oh, they're gone. They're yeah. gone. And so yeah. I think that's what they're banking on is okay, we don't need him to be accurate deep. But if he can do these little 10, 15 yard, you know, dumps, yeah, for and sure. just let them you know, one crossing pass, routes, yeah. just do slants, sluggos, post routes, like yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough to defend. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be tough to defend. Baltimore Ravens A, A grade for me. Okay, all right. Well, then moving right along, um, the Six. team with the home of the first pick of the draft, um, my, getting Joe Exotic. <laughs> um, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think they had a great draft, man. I, I love the Burrow and Higgins combination. Oh, absolutely. If I'm if if I'm AJ Green, I'm backing off the edge. You know, I'm backing away from the edge. I'm, yes. I, you know, what I'm saying like I'm still thinking about jumping. Oh, but for sure. I have definitely stepped off the ledge. But if even, I'm AJ Green, even yeah. if he does jump, you still got Tyler Boyd and Alex Higgins. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That I think it's it's a lot of pressure is going to be on. Uh, but, oddly enough, Joe Mixon this year. Yeah, uh, bro, I still have faith in Joe Mixon. Right? Oh, Again, oh, I'm just an like, OU boy. Like I know what he can do, and I've seen it. And just if you give him some more opportunity, he's a dog. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I love Mixon Joe. Mixon. Absolutely, and I, and I think this draft will afford him that opportunity. Yeah, I, I think you know. The Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, like you just talked about, if that gains some chemistry and AJ Green, yeesh. if they can just keep those three just for you know a couple years, man, that'll be for Burrow's development. It's gonna be through the roof with Joe Mixon. I mean, if he just has you know, if he's just not even a, a, not a Pro Bowl year, but just right underneath, yeah, that's yeah. all you need. Yeah, yeah. and you and you have to remember uh, the Bengals brought in Brad. I'm gonna butcher this. Cragthorpe. He was the offensive assistant at LSU. Okay. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. Or he was the OC at LSU or something like that. Um, it's his first year as a coach. Uh, in his last three seasons um, at, were at LSU. And now you have him. Uh, he was the offensive coaching analyst. Oh, okay. So you have him. You have that familiarity with Joe Burrow. You know what he likes. You know what he's good at. And you have, when healthy, like a top seven receiver and AJ Green, probably higher. I'm kind of low balling. You can say yeah. top five depending on how you rank people, obviously. But you have a prime guy in AJ Green who when he's healthy, he's nasty. Mr. Go up there and get it. Yes. Sir. And now you have T. Higgins who's another big guy who could be a red zone threat. Um and let's not forget who they're getting back, Jonah Williams. He was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was their ten uh he was, hey, yeah, number ten overall in the first round last year. I think he tore his um something. I think he tore his meniscus or something like that. So he's coming back. That's like another first-round pick for him. So another name that's popping out to me is uh, Khalid Kareem. Now, I don't know too much about him, but I know you follow – Matt, you follow Notre Dame relatively. Do you know this guy? Is this someone that you've seen before that you think could do something? Uh, Well, I mean, I I think he can be productive. Um, I I think it it all depends on what version of the Bengals' defense shows up. Uh, If if – they're in enough games that the defense, you know, is actually going to need to be competitive to keep them in it, which I can see that more this year than well, it was last year. Their defense wasn't trying because they flat were not in the game by yeah, the end of the game. They were ranked 29th overall. It, exactly. I think they have more incentive to play harder 
Yeah, knowing that their if, offense can do something. And if you're Khalil Kareem, you're coming under Carlos Dunlap, so yeah. another great veteran yeah. guy yeah. you can look up to, take a lot of hints from. So he's yeah. probably not seeing the field. Excuse me, not seeing the field early, but look at their line right now. You have Carlos Dunlap, Geno Atkins. They got DJ Reader, who's yeah. one of the better run stopping tackles. Yeah. You have DJ Reader and Carlos, and I'm sorry, Geno Atkins. Some big boys. as your tackles like. You know they can they can get after the quarterback. You Definitely. Know what I mean, and, and again, Dunlap coming off the edge, Khalid Kareem. We'll see what he can do if he gets on the field. You know, how often that may be. Yeah, I like the Akeem Davis uh, linebacker Appalachian State as well, round four. Um, I think he, he he can develop into a three down linebacker if given the chance. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got some skills that he needs to work on, but I think you know they're a young team. Um, their defense they weren't that great. So, I mean, he's going to get the opportunity, and if he gets to get plugged in there, I think he can take it. Yeah. So, again, just just to show what, what Burrow got to work with, A.J. Green, yeah. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, also John Ross. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. But he got John Ross. Now, granted, he's always hurt. And didn't but, pick up his fifth year, but this is a contract year now for him, essentially. If anything, this is the year that I need to ball out. Mm-hmm. And you have a guy who was through 60 touchdowns. tugs last year. like 60 touchdowns. Jeez. You know he can throw. I mean, he – slung the rock Joe Burrow last year. I mean, he had a good deep ball. I think John Ross might have a bounce back. And again, you have the guy that's familiar with uh, with Burrow in that offense. Mm-hmm. He's going to let uh, – oh, jeez, who's their, who's their coach? It ain't Mo Lewis anymore. No, no, no that's no, for sure. Uh, well, that's a great question. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 <laughs> uh, well, uh, young guy, no? Yeah, it's a young guy. Um, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, Taylor, yeah. So, you know, a young guy who's new to the league, he's going to want to shake some things up. He was hired in 2018, so not a lot of experience yet. But you have the number one overall draft pick. You have a potentially Hall of Fame wide receiver who's, you know, backed off the ledge. He's not not jumping anytime (laughs) soon uh, that you know of, but – and then you have a young, you have a young big guy, you have a young fast guy, uh, and, and John Ross if he can stay healthy. Like, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they, interesting. They have some pieces. Yeah, I, they, they do. I don't think they're sniffing the playoffs. But, Absolutely not. But no. There, there's light at the end of the tunnel for the Cincinnati Bank. Yeah, exactly. They've they've built at least, if nothing else, the foundation to move forward. Exactly. And yeah. I think if you're the number one pick in the draft, that's you're not expecting to win any Super Bowls anytime soon. But you want to lay the groundwork. You want to lay the foundation that, you know, three, four years down the line. Yeah, and maybe. This is the offseason they needed. Because remember those rumors with Bur- Burrow saying, like, I don't know if he, I want to go there. Yeah. I think the Bengals closed that door. Like, they showed, like, hey, we're in here to compete. We got you some wide receivers. You got Jonah Williams coming back. You got Mixon, like you said. I mean, he's got the weapons to be great. They definitely got tools. So, like you yeah. said, if, if, if I'm Zach Taylor, I'm like, look, okay, I know this wasn't your first option. Let's be real. Let's cut the bull. And, you know, he made it right. He came to Publix. I'll play whoever I go to. And, you know, I'm going to show up and work hard. And said all the things you're supposed to say as the potential number one pick of the draft. But uh, at least if I'm Zach Taylor, I can sleep comfortably knowing, like, okay, bro, like, I picked you number one and I got you help. Like, so you can't say that you know, I didn't help you out. Yeah. So. Cleveland, or Kansas Cincinnati Bengals, I gave A minus. Great draft. Cleveland Browns are now on the clock. Oh, boy. All right, so now we turn to our resident Browns fan. And, like, this is, I don't, I know a lot of people that listen to this, like, may know you. Like, a lot of our friends are going to listen to this. But, like, a lot of people who don't know who you are, like, this isn't fake. 
Yeah. This isn't like a ha ha ha, I'm going to be a Browns fan. No, like, no, this is real. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This man is diehard. Absolutely. I remember cracking the beer with you when they finally won that game after that, like, 0-16 season. Oh, I remember. Yeah. And then your savior in the form of Baker Mayfield came along and won that game for you. Can we trade him immediately? We're going to pause on Baker right now, but I just – I am – Oh, yeah. What are we looking for? Conceding my thoughts on this, I want to know. You can take my time. I want to know what you think about your Cleveland yeah, Browns. This is, draft, this well, is all you. Let this is – oh, where to begin? Where to begin? This is an incredibly elaborate draft by the Browns. This draft had so many layers to it, and, and I applaud the Browns for that because this is probably the first time since really ever – Draft day. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> that they have put – this much thought into the things that they wanted to do. And and let me explain. Obviously, we went Jedrick Wills, first round, 10th overall. Uh, glaring need. Glaring. We needed a, an absolute mauler. We all know what Nick Chubb can do. Yeah. Uh, and, and if the coaching staff and everyone feels that Baker Mayfield is the franchise QB, then you've got to get him a left tackle. I think this guy does it for you, both running the ball and pass protection all over the place. In Wait, this, really quick, while yeah. we're on the subject of Judge Wills, I've heard whispers through the Twitter sphere. He's kind of got an attitude. He's kind of a, he's kind of a dick. If I if I will sign me, I need more of it. I need I need <laughs> that all day long. And and here's why: the Browns, as an organization have no type of fear factor. When you say the Cleveland Browns, you'll get a chuckle before you'll get a gasp every time. Okay. And so he's not, he's not lying. So yeah. what I want is a guy who'll say, what'd you say about my team? And, and really have that nastiness about him. You know what I mean? You need a bull. Absolutely. And, and, and I know Baker is, you know, kind of a smug asshole about it. Yeah. But that's, he says it with a wink and a smile. Exactly. That'll only get you so far. I feel like Judge Wills will like say that with a straight face. And again, like, what did you say? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's why I love that pick. That's kind of so like much. a, like a Lane Johnson. Again, you know, I make everything about the Eagles. Oh yeah. But Lane Johnson straight up told, told his grandmother to shut the hell up. Because wow. uh, it was the I forget what year it was I think it was 2015, 2016, where they didn't make the playoffs and obviously he's from he's from Texas yeah. so his family are all Cowboys fans his grandma yeah. was in the other room cheering on the Cowboys when they were playing the Packers remember that oh uh, yeah and the Packers and he said you better shut the hell up if you want to if you want to live to see your whatever birthday eighty sixth birthday oh, <laughs> I like bro this is the guy that, and that's the kind of guy that I feel like judging Wilson I need someone to tell their grandma to shut the hell up exactly give me all of that. Okay, okay, Grant Delpit. Tell me okay, about Delpit. so the next two guys I'm going to talk about, unfortunately for Jordan Elliott, love the pick. I do love the pick, but I'm not going to get into him in this episode because I want to talk about Grant Delpit and Jacob Phillips. Talk about it. These are two great defensive draft picks. LSU? LSU guys, but not only that, where did the quarterback from LSU go? Cincinnati Bengals. Who did you see in practice every day? Joe Burrow. It's it's a layered pick. Like not that. not only are they think of that. Are yeah. they picking guys who are 
premium college players at their position. Jacob Phillips killed as a linebacker. We all know what LSU did last year, but not only that, day in and day out, they got to see Joe Burrow, everything he does. If there's a weakness, these two guys are going to know about it. And, you know, that has just as much value as being a top-tier player at your position to me. And it's great because you're looking at two different levels of the defense. You're looking at the linebacker core, so he can tell the other linebackers what he sees. And then you have the secondary, and Grand Delpa is going to tell all the corners. He's going to tell Greedy, who's going to tell Greedy Williams, who is, guess what, from LSU. I mean, either. Did Greedy play? Well, no, Joe was in his transfer year last year. But still, I mean, these are are guys who who had the experience with the number one overall draft pick, and he came into your division. So I, I just – it's those are two very thought-out layered picks, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. A- and then they went down into the sixth and got Donovan Peoples-Jones. And I know that Your this, boy. this is a very, very underrated pick, but his player comp to me is a young Anquan Bolden. He catches the ball over the middle, and he'll take shots all day long. Now, he's not going to burn by you. He's, he's just not. And that's fine. Not everybody needs to be able to do that. But to to catch balls over the middle, take that shot, and keep moving, uh, that's that's something we'll need if we have Jarvis on the outside, Odell on the outside. Yep. You know what I mean? You're going to want somebody in the middle who's going to catch those inside routes and just uh, take a shot and just keep moving. So speaking of people, Jones, I'm looking them up. 448, again, nope. that's fast enough. That's fast yeah. enough. Yeah. Bro, 44 and a half inch vert. Jesus. Wow. And he's already 6'2", 212. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, that, am I crazy? Like, how did how did he drop to the six? This, uh, I mean, like, receiver class is just loaded, man. I understand, but like. You said Vince Carter, what, his vert was 38? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. So he had, he can out jump Vince Carter. Yeah, I, I got it. I feel like that was probably a product of Michigan not being very good last year. Um, and I could be wrong about that. Maybe, you know, the coach, well, no, it's Harbaugh. Way off. Vince Carter's was 43. I think I was just talking, oh, I think I was just talking out of my ass last, last episode. Um, still. But yeah. So, okay, so, so what did I say, 43? And he's, no, he's 44 and a half. He's more than Vince. Exactly. Still outjumped him. Yeah, now the last guy we talked about, he, he wasn't on the level. But still, that's impressive. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I think overall this is probably one of the better drafts the Browns have had in recent memory. Uh, like I said, they got four guys who I feel like are instantly going to contribute in Wills, Delpit, Phillips, uh, Peoples-Jones. I feel like we'll get some airplay. Uh, I we'll do see. like your Elliott pick, if I can just check Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. Jordan Elliott, I think, is underrated here. This guy was the only Power 5 defensive tackle to have a 90 grade in the pass and on the run. Let's go. Who is this? I'm sorry. Jordan Jordan Elliott, defensive lineman from Missouri. Underrated. This guy was a a mauler and a beast in in the middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did great things. So you look at it, you have Wills, Delpit, Elliott, and Phillips. So your first four picks are, well, the exception of Wills, are defenders from – uh, the SEC. Mm-hmm. So the best division in college football, not even close, bar none. Yep. And you have one of the top tackles in, in college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they That's a great draft. Man. Hit it out of this. Uh, I'm telling you. And still, give Peoples-Jones in the sixth. And again, maybe I, 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 I'm I valuing higher than, than most people. I mean, I clearly I am, but 
I just think the six was like, I remember when I was reading about him, I was like, oh, okay, this is a guy, definitely a day three guy, don't get me wrong. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. But like, yeah. not around six, but yeah. you know, who knows? Ah. So, so you're looking at Odell, Jarvis, and right now it has Damian Ratley, who I've honestly never even heard before. Not a chance. Uh, so do you think Peoples-Jones takes that third spot, or do you think it goes to Rashad Higgins right now? Personally, I think it goes Peoples-Jones. And, and again, I just think he brings something that, honestly, nobody but Jarvis brings. And that's the ability to make, to make uh, you know, the contested catch and, and just go. So, yeah, man, I, I absolutely love what they did this year. We're looking at undefeated. Like, like an A draft for the Cleveland Browns. Let's so go. I will concede my time. We'll, we'll move right along. Um, last but not least, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Who will I, you know, uh, again, a team that didn't get a first-round pick, uh, but who went wide receiver in the second round with their first pick at 49 with Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. Again, I, I defer to you, Benavides, for, for Notre Dame. Um but yeah. he was another guy that I that I heard good things about. Yeah. Big guy. Big guy. 6'4", 238, Yikes. ran a 4'4". Four, four. Yes. A big dude. Um, you know, did some things at Notre Dame. Um, Ian Book uh, really featured him a, a good bit in the past couple years. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how that transfers over. Uh, you know, the Steelers last year, it's hard to really gauge what they're going to do this year, you know, missing Big Ben and having to do the whole – Mason Rudolph project. Uh, it's it's real tough to gauge how how they're gonna. Let, let me ask you. I mean, he he's another big guy. I know we hit on this. There were you know kind of hints at this. Do you think he uh, turned into a tight end? I mean, do you... that's what, when I see six four two thirty eight. That's this this is a guy that can go up there get the fifty fifty ball. I I, I think I think he could. I think you have a better opportunity to run two think, tight end two wide receiver. Or do you think with him? he's like a Vincent Jackson? But see, this is my thing. The reason why I say he stays at receiver is two reasons. Eric Ebron and my boy Vance Vance in his football pants. Oh, yeah. Vance McDonald. Yeah, Vance like, McDonald. Vance Vance. Bro, like Vance McDonald was solid. Oh, and now he's yeah. your number two type. Yeah, absolutely. So now you can, run, you can run 12 personnel. You have James Conner, and then you have Eric Ebron, Vance McDonald. You still have Juju. You still have James Washington. You put Deontay Johnson in the slot. And then you have, you know, Claypool, you put him in yeah, they got red some, zone opportunities, got I guess. Weapons. They do. Um, they, defi- they definitely did. They they did well with that pick. They, it was a pick that they, as you can clearly tell, put some thought into that maybe, you know, hey, maybe we could convert him. Maybe we can keep him. I don't know what their depth looks like at wide receiver, but I can't imagine it's great. They, I know they got Juju. Yeah. Um, James outside. Washington. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, he can kind of play a couple different – you know, receiving positions, and I think that'll help his chances of getting on the field early. So another one that kind of popped out to me is is a college that you don't doesn't get a lot of a lot of recognition in football, especially is Alex Highsmith, who's an outside linebacker from Charlotte. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, like you might randomly see them pop up in like the NCAA tournament in basketball, but not really in football. But the thing about him, you know, he he has the bend, he has the athleticism. And he offers like upside as a pass rusher, and with Bud Dupree on that franchise yeah. tag, you know he he could be a part of their defensive plans. You know, put him in you know different sets, and again, Bud Dupree is a great linebacker that you can kind of learn from and, and talk to. Someone who's been in the league not a long time, yeah, but has had success in his short amount of time. He's on the franchise tag, so who knows where he goes next year? 
He'll be pissed off about the franchise tag. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you, you, I think he's going to see the field because you want to give him that experience so that if Bud Dupree does walk, okay, well, at least we have a guy who has that experience. Okay, and and yeah, the fact exactly. that if, if he was drafted in the third round out of Charlotte, like, again, I don't have too much film on him, but, I mean, he must have been doing something well. I had to have been. You know? You got Anthony McFarland, running back from Maryland. I like this pick. I think he can kind of be the Tariq Cohen. He's 5'8". He's 193 pounds. Little guy that can relieve James Conner and kind of be that big play threat there. Nice. Bro, I mean, the Steelers, I think they had a a pretty solid draft. They give it like a B, B minus. Yeah, they they did enough to get by and and fill the holes that they needed. Well, let's hope Big Ben can stay healthy and and we'll see what happens. But, uh... All right, so episode four in the books. Yes, sir. I mean, appreciate you guys tuning in. Reach out to us, as we always say. Let us know what you think. Um, you know, we want to hear your feedback. We want to know what you guys yeah. want to hear, what you guys thought about the about the picks. But um, yeah, absolutely. Any, anything uh, you guys have to say, let us know. You can find us on Instagram, MSM Productions Twenty Twenty. Uh, reach out to us. Yeah, yeah. If not, AFC West is on deck next coming. Tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. NFC West. Um, Talk to y'all later.